even if you're in a job that you freaking hate, mm -hmm. even if you're in a state that feels super low, or even if you feel like you're around people, you're connecting with people that aren't going to be relevant for where you want to do, like check yourself because there's a damn good chance that they are and you just don't see it yet. So I would remind myself nothing is for naught and the things are going to lead to something. Me up. I'm yeah. <laughs> seen. This is for the others out there. The other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me, and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. I am your host, Joshua Church. Grateful to have you with us. New episodes are dropping every Wednesday and Sunday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can get the notification when a new episode comes out. And give me a follow on Instagram at Joshua Dean Church to catch different clips and highlights that I post. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, you find something that might be valuable, please be sure to share it with a friend who also might be into it so that together we can continue to grow our tribe of others. Today, I'm so stoked to bring you a fun conversation with my boys, Chad, Danny, and Ryland. We got on the mic together and we chatted all about our five-year anniversary from us moving out cross-country after college to LA and getting started in life together. We recounted some of the highs, some of the lows, some of the mindset shifts and upgrades and just the atmosphere that we cultivated and developed that allowed us to hold each other accountable to be our best selves and to have the most fun. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you like this podcast, go check out the individual episodes I did with each of the boys. Episode number nine and episode number 75 I did with Chad Sonkin. Episode number 85 with Rylan Puzzatello and episode number 87 with Danny Hurley. Hope you enjoy this super fun combo with my boys, Chad, Danny, and Ryland. Beautiful. I love how synced that breath is. Yeah, that, was a, that was clean. That was pretty that clean. Was clean. That was clean. Synced. We've been synced since day one. Day one. <laughs> day, day one. Bro. And this, this is fun, man. This has been a long time coming. We've been wanting to do this, uh, do this podcast, and it's great that it worked out to be five years. Five years to the day we were back in Oxford, Ohio, just about to graduate with a lease signed. Like yeah, we had signed yeah. the lease. We were yeah. rolling over into your old lease. We had never we were rolling been over. There. Yeah, we had never been there. Oh, no. you guys had been there. Yeah, you had never been. There. You had never. never dude, been you'd been to California once. But your parents had never even been yeah. to California uh, before. You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, what happened? You were like calling the mattress people that were delivering the mattress. Yeah, 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 or something? yeah. they were like, they're like, we're we're right outside next to the. The Pilates studio. I was like, dude, I've never seen my our apartment before. I don't know. <laughs> it might be five years, or at least five years to the date, or at least really close to when we were sitting at my house in college, and we like walked outside and started like tossing the football, and we were like, yo, we could actually all move into the same place together. I remember that was like we all wanted that to was move it. to LA, but like. I remember there was that exact moment where we were like, oh, we're actually going to move to the same place. We were thinking mm. about getting a house of like 12 at yeah. one yeah. point. Yeah, 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 like 8 to 12 people. <laughs> yeah. Venice Beach. Yeah. yeah. I remember looking at the the bus route saying like, yeah, about 20, 20 minute bus ride to my office. Oh, wow. And I, was, I was envisioning that hard. And then, you know, we, we kind of we shifted. I think we were sitting on your couch and yeah. we were just about to graduate and we, we felt the vibe of like us four together. And it felt like it felt pretty powerful and it felt like 
okay, we're all going to want to move and take a shot and move to LA together. But like, we can like, let's, what if we live together? What if the four of us actually went out and did this together? Right. And, and you guys remember that it was like a distinct shift yeah, moment. Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy looking back, but that's one of those, like one of those moments where it just set us on this trajectory that is incredible. That became this. That became yeah. this. Yeah. 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 I'm grateful for that. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> but how about just, it wasn't too glamorous. I mean, uh, it, I think that's what made it so much so much fun. I mean, we yeah. were moving in a two bedroom, two bath downtown Santa Monica, Seventh and Santa Seventh oh. Santa Monica was the intersection. I think what five six hundred square feet. Your mom came into the place. She's like, "Oh, oh this shit. is what you're about to be doing." <laughs> she said, "We're gonna get we're gonna get your recharge time." I was like, "I took my hammock to the beach and I'll recharge <laughs> if I need to." But I think I can get my recharge from the boys. <laughs> we were just down. Yeah, yeah. We were just like down. it was just like we didn't really like. We were gonna make anything work, yeah, you know. Like yeah. there was never a second where we ever were looked at that place and we were like, "It's too small." Yeah, or like oh, yeah, we have to yeah. share a room. Like, yeah, it just, right. yeah. It just right. like it was what it was. Like we knew that we had to make things happen for us to be all out there, and yeah, like it just wasn't yeah, even like yeah. a I don't know. At least yeah, for we were I remember all of us were just yeah, like, "No, like this yeah. is it." We were willing to sacrifice any type of like space we're just like let's just get the hell out here together yeah. and just get out there that's it and, and that was that. i mean our beds were literally touching like no yeah, exaggeration yeah, like yeah. they were actually physically yeah, touching yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and we needed to have room for a kitchen table in our spot and we made no, it work yeah, like we, yeah. we didn't even have a kitchen we didn't have a table no, no. we ate on the ground we, we had those little yeah, desks yeah, that we sat that we yeah. that we put our food on and we ate on the ground and um and from that i feel like that also it felt like it was our chance. It felt like it was a chance for us. Like we we got into the game. It was like, it all right, we got we have a ticket. We're here. Yeah. Now let's make the most of it. Did. And let's hustle and let's grind. And I mean, yeah. we all moved out with with certain levels of uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Chad, you especially, to take us through that a little bit, because you you really moved out with like no job lined up, right? A lot of uncertainty yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, looking back, like that was that was crazy because I I did not have a job. I did not have a plan. I just knew like I was going to go out there and just do whatever I could to like survive and like find my way. But it was just the fact that I had like you guys, we, I had us, like we, I never like, it never felt like a big risk. It didn't mm. feel terrifying. It didn't feel scary. Yeah. At times it was mad intimidating and you come from like Oxford, Ohio, where you're senior kind of like king of the world on top of it in, in, in one way or the other, you know, everyone and you come to Los Angeles, California, right? Like, the city of stars where dreams are made and like that was mad intimidating but like i had you guys mm -hmm. so it wasn't it, there was no like fear i mean i remember we'd go after like farmer's market yeah. and i'm preparing for the lululemon interview oh i've never taken an actual interview in my life i didn't know how to prepare for an interview yeah. and we go to the nomva yeah, office yeah. and like you're up there working and ryland and me are going through like interview questions like, yeah so if they top 10 interview shit. questions yeah. we're like we got your scripts down pat yeah. we worked yeah. on your resume yeah. we yeah. got you nice and crisp still you have got that, that job notebook. you got that yeah. job in two yeah. weeks yeah. and you were making money yeah exactly what i appreciate about you chad and i would love you to kind of expand about this but it was always there was there was no plan B. It was plan A always. And your yeah. energy was always at plan A. And what I appreciate about your work ethic and your mentality is that you're always dreaming big. You're always dreaming big is there's only one option. And then that's kind of manifested to where you are today where, man, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, bro. Well, like, I appreciate that. But like, I was, I, for me, it was like, yeah, whatever it takes mentality. Right. Yeah. But really like, I was just like, 
I wanted to be a sponge around you three because right. like you guys did have jobs. Like you knew how to interview. You knew how to like, you guys felt like you had your shit together from my point of view. So I was like, I just want to be a sponge around these kids. Like, what is this kid doing to prep? What is this kid doing to start his day? Like, how are you responding to adversity? Mm -hmm. And that's like, was kind of my mindset at the time is like, I'm going to bring whatever I bring to the table for these guys because clearly like we're we we had something the four of us at chemistry wise but it was like i just want to be a sponge and it was like mm -hmm. i learned like we'd be waking up at 5 a.m focusing on breath work journaling i learned that from you we'd be waking up like you helped me prep for interviews how mm -hmm. to be organized how to build a resume like how to actually talk and hold myself like in those interview spaces and, and clean the sink before yeah, you do the dishes. We got to revisit that lesson. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but but yeah, dude. Like I'm I'm so proud of all you guys. It's yeah. just yeah. like we did it together. Like, but that's like the most beautiful thing. I was like, you. Nobody is where they're at by themselves mm. ever, yeah. ever, ever. Like I would not be where I am without each and every one of you guys, like, there's no doubt about that. Like, it took a team. It took all three of us, like, working and living together to go to where we want to go. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah. I remember even, so I, I took my first visit in 2016. We moved out in 2017. I took my first visit out to you, and I was just looking at some notes that I was taking in that first visit out to Los Angeles. And I remember writing down, you're the average of your five closest people. And that's something we've taken a heart a long way. And I'd be curious to hear from Danny. I remember, I remember in Oxford, we helped, we helped, we were just looking at photos of Namba, that <laughs> yeah. Namba shoot. I'd be curious to hear more about that story oh, of how, yeah, how we were kind of mobbing, getting you ready for, <laughs> to prepare and also what that, what that was like, what, what you were feeling at the time as you were about to take this first job in this leap of faith going from Pittsburgh to Los Angeles. Yeah. And just setting the stage with that too. I love that question because it seemed like I was out already for a year yeah. and all of you visited me individually mm -hmm. and were like, got like a taste of it, a taste of like yeah. seeing me living out there and being like, whoa, like we could do this too. Like we were playing football, like nothing's literally nothing stopping you from doing this besides yourself. Right. Mm. Remember that moment. We, I and, remember that moment. Yeah. Etched in stone, like. <laughs> and, and then, but you guys went back to school for senior year and I was not, I was not back at school for senior. Year. I was still in LA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you guys were back at school, it sounds like the three of you kind of gravitated towards each other and started forming a relationship and then helped, you know, Danny apply for the job interview that got him out here as well. So yeah, I'd love to, to hear your riff on that now too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, senior year, I was in San Francisco for the first semester. So I was doing the same program that you did. And that was when I realized that I was thinking, okay, I want to, after school, like, I don't want to go to Chicago or go to New York where a lot of, you know, everybody from our school is going to. I was thinking I wanted to go to San Francisco. Mm. Um, I just felt like there was a lot for me to learn and grow from being out here. And then I visited you down in LA and there became that pull a little bit of being like, okay, maybe LA could be a place instead of San Francisco, but, you know, we'll see. And then I went back to school for the final semester. And that was really when I linked with you guys. Um, obviously we were already close before yeah. that, but like you yeah. guys were definitely on this, you were on this like different level, I would say from like, I'm not gonna say like everybody else. Cause there was definitely a lot of like people who were thinking about their future senior year, but like you guys just had this. And I say you guys looking at Rylan and Chad, you guys had this like uh, energy about moving out to, LA, you know, potentially Ryland had been interviewing and looking at jobs. And 
I can't re- remind me when you actually got your. I, I accepted uh, at the end of the first semester, senior year, December second was the day I accepted my okay. job. I okay, that's rejected right. Rejected from all the other jobs. Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. We got to dive into that. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And so yeah. Ryland was already. You were already going to LA, and I think that was starting to swing Chad you a bit. And and for me, when I came back, I was like all about San Francisco, and then I that's found right. out that like you know two of my best friends were going to be in LA. My other, another one of my really best like good best friends. Is thinking about going there that changed it all for me and so for, like at that point i think i just wanted to i didn't know what i wanted to do just yet you know like there were there was a lot of there was a lot of mental uh clarity that i needed to gain but i knew i wanted to be in la because going back to the original question of like you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with yeah i knew that if i was around you guys that it would help me become the person that I wanted to be. Yeah. And then I knew that I should be uh, and just hold myself to a higher standard and to, you know, a lot of accountability. And so that was really when I started just trying to figure out what jobs I could get out mm. in LA, right? Like we can, di- we'll dive into this later with the music industry and everything. And that was a pipe dream at that time. Mm-hmm. But essentially, you know, there was that opportunity to potentially work at, Namva, mm-hmm. which was a company that your sister was involved in, you mm-hmm. know, founding. And I was interested in it, you know, and, and it fit some of the job, like the job description fit, job description fit some of what I was studying at school. And I think at that point, you know, I just needed to really apply myself because they were looking for somebody who had some experience. And I really relied heavily on Josh being out here and, and, already having a job and talking me through some of you know what I needed to do what they were looking for I relied a lot on Ryland and and Chad specifically for just even helping me through like not just the resume process but like I actually had to go out and you know shoot content and put content together and I needed them as models um, which was natural they're great models Um, (laughs) uh, but I mean yeah it was like when I think back to it it was a legitimate like group effort of getting yeah. me that position, which is how I moved out here. You know what I mean? Like I got that job first week of May, maybe, and we graduated second week of May. Like right. I was in a position where I really needed to figure out what I was going to do out here in order for me to move. And and I was yeah. I was set on moving out here, but like it came down to the wire. Too. It came like, down to the like, wire. I remember us going nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we found out that night at the bar, yeah, yeah it was amazing. Um, and that was just like. When I think back about that, like, you know, I was stoked that I got that job and I was excited for it. But like more than anything, I was just excited to be in a position around you guys and around people who were going to challenge me and hold me to a higher standard and help me, like I said, become who I wanted to be, who I needed to be. That was really important because I think a lot of times you go through life and you go through, uh, you go through K through 12 very regimented you you know every year it's kind of the same thing yeah you meet new people you get interested in new things but like you're on a schedule you go to college if you're lucky enough to go to college same kind of thing right like the school year keeps you in a schedule keeps you in a routine you're learning new stuff then you graduate from college and the world's your oyster right Mm -hmm. and that's a great thing it's an amazing thing you can really become who you want to be but it also can be really scary Mm. and there's not a lot of talk about that at least i felt that um, in college, like you get out there and you have all the time in the world in a way, but you don't really know how to, to use, yeah, how to use your time in the best way possible. Um, 
And if you surround yourself with the right people, it can really help you actually grow um, and just keep you on track, right? And and I think a lot of people too, like say you graduate from college and you get a great job, right? Like pays well, it's uh, it's challenging you a little bit, but if you get lost in it and you're not really uh, exploring more of life, and you can get lost, you can get lost in it, and and yeah. it can it can get weird after a year or two mm-hmm. of just being out here. Like, wait, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and so going off that, like, I I just think I was way more interested in just yeah, getting a job to make sure I could pay rent, but like then I'll figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because once I know that I'm surrounded by the people who are going to help me figure it out and figure out who I am, who I want to be, holding to a higher standard, mm-hmm. then like. From there, we can, you know, we can do anything. Right. Like, you, you, yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew, I always knew that I would be able to, whatever job I worked at, I would be able to do well at it because I was going to not allow myself to not do well. I would put in any work, right? And I'll figure that out. But what I didn't always know is like, when that job ends at the end of the day, like, am I going to be, who am I going to be around myself with? Like, how am I going to grow outside of my profession? Right. You know? And that's so much more important, in my opinion, like yeah. in the first few years after you graduate school than anything. The habits that you're building, yeah. like the habits that we're building and the mindsets that we're yeah. building. Yeah. Let's let's dig into that a little bit. The Like these kind of tangible ways that we were cultivating this attitude, this energy, this culture, really, right? Like we looked at it as we were a team. We looked at it as we like we were a company within it ourselves. Like, What's our mission statement? Like, what are our goals? We lay that we lay that out really early on. Like, mm-hmm. what are what are our goals? How can we support each other? We just brought that culture and that environment. So, well, wh- yeah, well, well, like, and like, first and foremost, like, we set goals, but like, we set goals together. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew each other's goals, right? We, and we held each other accountable to those. Like, yeah. if I knew you were work wanted to work out every day, and I was up and you weren't, like. That was either me holding you accountable or you yourself. Like, oh, he knows I want to be working. So it was like, it was this ultimate thing that like really, like that was so, so powerful mm. from the start. Like, I love that. Like so, so, so powerful. Um, Not only like having goals and knowing what your goals are and how you want to grow, but having other people around you also have go- goals and also know your knowing, goals. Yes. That way yeah. that there's no, there's no hiding from yeah, it and you know. And then it creates that like, healthy yeah. it's not even competitive environment but it but it is to some extent oh, that yeah we're competing with yeah. ourselves but it creates that healthy environment of like oh you know chad's up now yeah, you hear yeah. him out in the living room like yeah. all right like yeah. i better get out there yeah. too yeah hundred percent and, and we are vulnerable with each other yeah. like we are super vulnerable with each other because we trusted each other and like what it comes what it came down to is like yeah we could bet on ourselves but like i would also bet my freaking mortgage on each and every one of you <laughs> like no matter what endeavors we were doing and like even today is like i would there's not many people that would say like if this i would bet my mortgage on this person <laughs> and like that type of trust and loyalty and faith yeah. in the people around you was like what just kept us going and, yeah. and like in a, like and like what i mean by that is like like i'll, I'll never forget this there's when i was working at mvp sports group um and i was like this was an internship yeah when yeah. i was interning at mvp i remember i had like I, I was I was doing this project, right? Like I got assigned this project and I worked my ass off on this project for like two months. And I was like, I felt like I crushed this to the high, like at a high level. I was like, I'm so excited to show my boss this, right? Like the big agent, like I had to impress him. Like I wanted to get a job, right? And I submitted to him and like an hour later, I get this text like, yo, what the hell is this? Like, hmm. this is not what I asked for. And like, I was 
I was upset. Like it was at the end of the day, I took the bus home from Century City, big blue bus. I come into our apartment and I'm fucking upset. I'm sad. Like I think like you could see you could see the feet and feel the look on my face that mm-hmm. I was upset. Don't kind of go on with the night. Next morning, we had our 5 a.m. wake up. Each and every one of us was up, and I'll never forget this. I'm start getting ready to go to work. And Danny looks at me, he's like, bro, what, what's up? What's wrong? And I was like, bro, like I, I had this, and I was kind of embarrassed, but I was vulnerable. I had this big thing and I thought I crushed it and I blew it. And he goes, yo, 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 cut that shit out right now. Like short memory. Like mm-hmm. this is not who you are. Go into the office today, go straight to your boss's desk and be like, I'm sorry, I messed this up. But like, how the hell do I get better? Mm-hmm. How do I make this right? Yeah. I want to get better. And he told me that. And he said that to me. He was like, snap it out right now. Like, he's like, bro, you know how many times I've messed up? And like, mm-hmm. you were working at Interscope yeah. by this point. Mm-hmm. And like, I've messed up, but like, I own it. Go up to it. Yeah. Like, how do I get better? Get better from and it. that changed everything yeah. because I did that and my day flipped and I got so much better because of it. But that was like these little ways that like, that was a huge shift in my life. That moment mm. right there, like mm-hmm. that shifted everything for me, just like perspective wise. Yeah. Right. Talk about like no such thing as failure, just growth. And like, it was a moment of like you just holding me accountable and snapping me out of it. Cause if I was by myself, like I would have gone into work, sad, upset and not Tail have done between that, your legs. Right? Yeah. Tail between my legs, feeling bad for myself. And, 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 and it was stuff like that, bro. That really just like kudos to you though, for actually just, being able to snap into because not everybody can and i think the thing is and i'll keep it short and sweet but like we're all gonna fail in life and you honestly you can fail every day but like fail fast don't make the same fail yeah yeah don't make the same mistake twice and Mm -hmm. then just like learn from it like that's you cannot be exactly exactly winston churchill says success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm (laughs) yeah so it's like just keep going but 100 i think i think something too before we get too far past it on the accountability something that i want to bring up because you know it's like people can say like oh i want somebody to keep me accountable and i I want to uh keep others accountable in a way that we did it something that like shouldn't get overlooked but when we moved into this apartment that josh had been living in there's a huge whiteboard in there and this is a real thing is like and josh i'd love for you to talk about this because it was already in there but like how we kept each other accountable. Yeah, we spoke with each other and we told each other our goals and stuff, but we wrote stuff on that whiteboard in our living room and it was there looking at us. Every day. And like, that's a real, we found, and that worked for all of us as a way to actually keep us motivated and keep us accountable. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that, but that was just ours. But like, honestly, Josh, like you had that whiteboard in there and that, (laughs) now I have a whiteboard in my room. Like I'll never not have a whiteboard. That was something that was very, very instrumental to, Probably all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Visualizing and ha- having a having it as a visual cue makes a difference. And I remember we would literally every night we would we were on some crazy shit as you look yeah. back at it, right? Like <laughs> honestly, just not normal Psycho. stuff. We would write down the wake up time at what time we were gonna we were committing to waking up. Yeah, and we would. Through that, what is really cool is like we were building reliance in our own word, and we were building commitment to ourselves by saying, "Hey, I'm waking up at five forty five tomorrow. Hey, I'm waking up." at 6 a.m. tomorrow and we were writing down and I know we got pictures of like the whiteboard of just different ideas and quotes and inspiration and stuff like that to keep the vibe up Mm -hmm. and we would commit to what time we're working on so through doing that then when that alarm went off like we were committed and we were putting check marks next to it Monday through Friday so that was a really powerful tool and then Rylan I want you to share a little bit more I love what you were talking about there Chad too around 
um, the vulnerability and sharing with each other. And I think that was something that we created very early on yeah. with, with tea, time. tea time, Shabbat dinners as well, but having a chance. And this is something so simple that everybody can do, but just have a chance to like have real conversation with people. Mm -hmm. Ask people like, how you doing? Like what, like what's going on? So can you share a little more about that, Ryan, and the framework that, that worked well? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm kind of organizing my thoughts as, as you talk about this and listening to every single one of you go through it. And I, I think that the best way to explain it and the most tangible way for anyone that's listening is it was, a, it was kind of a three-step process. And I remember this was like the very start of your coaching career is us turning our futon, which is basically our only furniture in our family room, <laughs> around completely a 180 yeah, yeah. to focus on the whiteboard. And we, yeah. we entered Joshua's classroom. Yeah. And this, this yeah. was the beginning of 2018. And we established what our goals were. You went through yeah. the entire pro goal setting process, a lot of inspiration throughout. One of the things that stuck with me is make sure you're shooting high. Aim yeah. high yeah. to miss Dream low. And that was one thing that really stuck with me. So we went through our, our, our Q1 or Q1 and 2018 goals. So we had a framework of what we all know, we all, what we all knew what we wanted to do. And then, so that was the highest level. Step two was having Shabbat dinner. This is something that's been ingrained in ritual for, for your um, Jewish religion, but it's something that for me, you know, I grew up Christian and it's something that I just, I didn't align so much on what the, the spirituality that what we're actually going going for on a day-to-day -day basis but what, what i really was able to resonate with was the principles and the principles was reflection and being present and and sharing uh, just a good meal with one another and what, what what we took away from that is every week we check in it's like how mm -hmm. what was good what was bad rosebook thorn. And what, thorn. yeah rosebook sure, thorn. Sure, what's the rosebook thorn yeah rose is like one thing that beautiful happened this week uh, thorn is one thing that really stung this week and then a book is like what what you what you learned this week we did that Every, every Friday. Friday, every Friday, every Friday, which tend to like loop back around to the goals, yeah. like the higher, yeah. higher mm -hmm. arching goals of what we wanted to get done each week. And there was a lot of parallels and we learned a lot. And then the final piece was, I know we all were really big on journaling. Yeah. So that's the daily practice. So we had like a quarterly practice, yeah. a weekly practice, then a daily practice. Mm -hmm. And the journal was basically our outlet it was like our therapy. It was, mm -hmm, it yeah. was day to day. How are we feeling? What are we, what, what's going right? What's going mm -hmm. wrong? Like, how are we differentiating ourselves from our peers and our competition, our team? Like, what are we bringing value to the table? Mm -hmm. And that was a, that was, I think that was the kind of the formula for the first yeah. year, two, three, and what we still, and we just did a Shabbat, Shabbat dinner last night. Yeah. yeah. Now we're talking, this yeah. is basically our tea time right here, right this now. It, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's all in a different and, fashion, right? <laughs> and we always knew too, we were, as we were, as we would always have these conversations like we knew where it was taking us to and we That's had the visions thing. too. Bro, we sat in that motherfucking first apartment and said, this bitch is going to be a museum one day. <laughs> They're going to rope this off and this is going to be a museum. Do not touch this. The fishbowl. Yes. But like, he's, he's just on vacation. But but like, that was what also like really, really, really jacked me up is like I was around dreamers and I will, always was around dreamers like and I wanted to continuously be around <laughs> dreamers. Like, we had goals. We had ambition. Like we moved out to LA because college was amazing. High school was amazing for everyone. I was like, all right. I think a, a big part of it was just like, yes, it was all about who we were with. It didn't matter where we were, but it was like, okay, LA, biggest stage, biggest stage. Like we wanted to dream. We wanted all, we still do. Yeah. But like, but like it was this mindset of like, like fuck good we demand great like we wanted greatness like we are we were seeking and we are continuously are seeking greatness and it was that vibe that like inspired me like 
every day, like either you were having a difficult conversation with your boss or you were trying to make your next move at your current job or you were doing this with coaching. And it's like everyone was constantly like pushing their edge, like finding their edge. Like what point am I going to quit? What point can I can I really get to? And it's like, that was the mindset that we lived with from day one was like, let's go for the edge. Like, let's go till we can't go no more. And, and that was mad inspiring. Like that was just day one stuff that we naturally had. And Mm -hmm. then once we became conscious, one, as we continue to become conscious about the mentality and, and the practices of like, we would, we would like, we would not use the word try. Mm-hmm. Like you ban the word try. And like you won't <laughs> hear me use the word try to this day. Yeah. But you could say fuck, but you can't say try. Like <laughs> We did try to it, do a swear jar though. Remember we, we, we were like, yeah, it didn't work. Because <laughs> swearing is gross. It's a gross <laughs> habit. I'm, I'm guilty of it. So, <laughs> sorry, mom, again. But 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 like the and but it was like these things, right? And 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 TBC, think best case. Yeah. Like, yo. Parking is going to be awful. Yo, yo, quit that shit. TBC, bro. <laughs> Think best case. What do you know? There's a parking spot right there. Yeah. But it was like those little shifts mm-hmm. mentally that like at first they're just reps one time, two times. But then they're you start consciously doing them every day. You start practicing that every day. And that just kept helping us level up, level up level up yeah mm-hmm. um, i'm trying to think of a way to tie it together and josh i want to intertwine you here i think you kind of been a leader behind this squad um we're talking a lot about goals i want to make it applicable like tell me about a time from from 2018 to 2020 of which you had a big big hairy audacious goal that you set that you wanted to attack like just just share one because you have many <laughs> yeah that, that you that, that came to fruition through this practice through this practice, I think one of the one of the one of the funny things was I think it was 2018, 2019. I had I had the goal of having my first like six figure year, so of, so of earning 100k in, in in income, and and that was just something, especially in the work that I'm doing. The income is is a is a measure of the impact that I'm making, which is really really beautiful and cool. And so I had this goal of hitting that first 100k year, and I was like I was close, and I didn't think it was possible until like the last couple months of the year which is always how it goes, right? It's like the last couple, if you're trying to hit, you know, an 8.3K average throughout the year, it's never going to be like set like that. You're going to have some low months, some high months, especially in the roles that I was doing when I was yeah, big into sales. sales. Yeah, yeah, you know how it goes. And so I was like, I, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew it was going to happen. And we're coming down to December now. And it's like, okay, this is the last month. And I'm like starting to tally up. I'm just like, oh, we're like, this is actually feasible. We're close. And I literally, I signed up for Uber I'll because forget that. I literally yeah, signed yeah. up for Uber because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm so close to hitting this goal. Like I'm going to hit this goal. So I literally signed up to drive Uber. That's Thankfully I didn't need to take a you ride or anything, but it's that mentality of like, all right, like I'm going to hit this goal one way or another because I'm so but, close. But I want to hammer in that point so much because that was what I was going to say because I will never forget that moment when you were so close to hitting your goal and you're like, <laughs> I actually don't give a shit. I will go drive Uber right now if I need to. I'm hitting this goal. And that was so mad inspiring. There's a million ways. Mm. There's a million ways. And that was just mad inspiring. Yeah. And and I think for that practice too, we and we did it, we made it an annual thing of doing some goal setting and and there's there's great frameworks and and really like it doesn't matter so much about the framework it just matters about talking about it yeah, yeah. verbalizing it. And, social and contract like, the social yeah. con and and the the, the stat I mean the the, the studies and psychology show how much like when you when you write down and clarify a goal your chances of hitting it exponentially increase when you share that with others 
they like triple instantly. Yeah. So just whatever it is, like whatever we want to do, it's just, just talking about it and constantly talking about it and, and checking in with each other on it. I swear that's how we got out here in the first place. Yeah. I You did. You're right. Because. Tell about that. I swear. It's like, and Naval Ravikant calls them social contracts. And I swear it's, it's the truth because the first time I really saw it into existence, I'll never forget. You came back from LA. You were visiting Josh and Ricky, <laughs> and you were lady titties. Like you're I was a lit. different man. I came back great. a different man. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was so unbelievable. And you did. And I was working out with you at Lifetime in Cleveland, and you're like, "Dude, I think we'll like move out to LA after school." And then I was like, "Well, no, I'm moving to LA after school." <laughs> but it was from that moment. That I started talking about it. Cause like once I saw you commit out like saying that, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go too. And then you were quickly like, I'm going too. And then we kept talking about it all of college. What do you guys do? What everyone's asking, what are you doing post grab? I'm going out to LA. I'm going out to LA. I'm go- doing what? You're like saying it like not even like knowing or believing. I, even for I didn't yourself, even really. know myself. Yeah. Your was, parents were like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, like Let I didn't know I was dream. actually gonna do it. And then we graduate and then it's like, Oh shit, I think I have to go to LA now. <laughs> I said it so many times. I think I, I have to go to LA. Like I have to move. But it's those social contracts. It's like you speak those things into existence and then you have to you, And you start to believe them. Yeah. You, you know, that's yeah. a, that's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 And and one of the things that I think is 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 interesting too is not only we talked about it, but we supported each other to do it. And there's yeah. there's two examples that come to mind I can share personally how I felt really supported. And then, and then Ryan, I want to ask you as well, because I think that was another big, big moment for for me. But when I decided I wanted to do an Ironman triathlon and I knew that it was going to be a, a push and basically all my weekends for the next six months were going to be shot and I would be going to bed early and training during the weekends and stuff like y'all supported me through and through. And like, and I never felt any like guilt or peer pressure of just like, you know, oh, Josh isn't coming out tonight or he's not going to be around as much. Um, you supported me even to the point where like we were getting ready to do a long ride. Rob and I were getting ready to do a long bike ride. We had a, we just like, we had a few friends over and ended up turning into like a house party. <laughs> and like, you guys like, you guys like kept it down and then moved everybody to the bars so that like I could get some sleep because you had a big, uh, a big ride the next day. So that I felt that massive support. And I was just like, dang, like, it, it made that so much easier and possible for me to know that I had your guys' back and and I shared that with you and you and you supported me. And Brown, I remember when you were studying for your exam. Oh yeah. That was a big thing. Like you were big in thing. the office on Saturdays and Sundays and and that was a big thing. And Chad, when you were working shifts, weekend shifts too, yeah. that was a big thing. And Danny, mm-hmm. when you were working at the hive and you were working at the cafe, working weekend shifts when you were early on in Interscope as well, like we, we had a mu- as much fun together as we could. And we also supported each other and be like, all right, like go take care of that. Mm-hmm. Like we'll work the plans around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys felt that too, but it was, oh, there was yeah. never 100%. any like guilt or, oh, yeah. which made a big difference. Yeah. 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 I think it just came down to purpose and why we were, we were really clear on that. I think we we're just really conscious around that. Um, I think we've talked about why a lot on your podcast, so I'm not going to beat, beat, beat the head, <laughs> beat on the head too much, but it's, it's really just when you, when you, when you really are clear on that, um, I think everything falls suit. Like mm. you, there was this comes back to having no plan B for you. Like you're doing this triathlon. You're doing this Ironman. Right. For me, the, I was I was this the the test I was taking was CFA level one. I had like a 42 percent pass rate at the time. I was so scared of that, and I didn't make. <laughs> I had, I was so scared of failing that I didn't make it an option. So I put in like 1.5x what you're supposed to study for that exam. And I was really I was really clear on that and respected respected what I needed to get done. I think you guys respected mm. it as well. Yeah, totally. And, well, I think it was like, and because like you set a great example of like what you would do, like when Josh was like doing a triathlon, or yeah. when Josh was going to bed at yeah. nine p.m. is like, yeah, I'm going to bed, and like we could dog on you, but like 
Yeah. You drew your line in the sand. Like you mm. you said no to, to say yes to yourself. Mm. And I think that really inspired a lot of us, especially something that I struggle with a lot, like what like overcommitting or or whatever. And and you were really good at like, no, I'm saying yes to myself. Like I, I can't commit to this right now. And I think like that inspired you too yeah. in a lot of ways. Like Manifest you were able to be like, in a different way. If Josh yeah. could take like t like miss going out tonight because he's got to like try yeah. on, like I could say no say no to going out tonight to like study or whatever that yeah. was it was but. a level of maturity that mm -hmm. i think all of us mm -hmm. kind of needed to see mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and then we had some uh we, we 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 had some good times and we had some tough times as well like we 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 shed some tears together we faced a lot of adversity together too and um and a couple couple times that come to mind one danny is when when you realize namba the company you were working at that you moved out here for, I mean, not that long, what, six months into it, five months into it, maybe four, even short, four, months. four months into it yeah. was shutting down. And, and I'd love for you to talk about how you took that in stride and how you took that as an opportunity to, to like make the next level up in your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, the quick backstory is just, and, and I shared this, I think I shared a bit of it on, on the podcast to plug the find the others podcast <laughs> yeah, the that, that you're did. listening to now, but, uh, <laughs> my previous episode, but, um, I moved here, you know, from Pittsburgh, went to school in Ohio, moved out here as far away from home as possible. Uh, I knew these guys, nobody else. And I was working this job. And after four months, um, the job, it was a startup company. And as startup companies do from, you know, more times than not, it ended up failing. And I was in a position at that moment where I, had, I hadn't been, you know, super super happy with the job so immediately as the job went under i was like kind of freaked out and nervous but i also felt some sort of relief of like mm -hmm. okay now i have a second chance to like find something that i really want to do and at that time what i really wanted to do was get into the music industry and i think i was very naive about how the, how i could go about and do that um i didn't have any experience i didn't have any connections at all but i remember the day that I found out Namba was going under, for the first 20 minutes, I started thinking in my head, like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, this is crazy. Like, what's going on? And literally, like, it was like a snap in my brain where I was actually like, wait, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I have no excuses not to get into the music industry. Like, mm -hmm. this is actually my chance, right? And the, in order for me to do that, like, I was lucky enough to get some severance pay from the startup because our sales were okay. Um... And so I knew I needed to take some time off to one, like check in with myself and like get me okay. Like I didn't want to rush into anything else. And so it's a whole other story, but um, I booked a trip to Southeast Asia um, within 24 hours of our company <laughs> failing, which is crazy. Um, and did like a three week trip there by myself, followed some, uh, followed some advice from the guys who had done that previously. But I did that so I could check in with myself and so that I could, really give myself the best opportunity to get into the music industry. And I think like the reason that that it went like that was like, there was no point in me dwelling on, wow, why is this happening to me? Uh, my company just went under, like I moved across the country, like what now, like what am I doing? Like I had to look at it from like a growth mentality of just saying like, this is happening for me. Mm. And I, ha and I chose to do that and it was hard and as a practice, but I think it, that's the only way that I was able to really like continue and strive forward and, and get into something that I was extremely passionate about and mm -hmm. give myself an opportunity to to pursue something that I was really passionate about, even yeah. if it was scary and yeah. hard. But it was just like, 
there was no use dwelling in something that had already happened. Like I had to, I had to look at it like it was happening for me and stay positive about it. And, and you guys being around me, like I remember, it's funny, but I remember coming home and telling you guys, and I remember seeing the looks like kind of on your guys' faces, like we're just like, oh shit, like you all right? And like, (laughs) I remember being like, actually like, no, like we got this, like here's what I'm about to do. And from the second I said that, like the looks on your guys' faces changed and you were like, you got this. And like, they wasn't even looking at me like, yo, you're crazy. Like, let's talk about this for a second. You guys were like, all right, cool. Like, you got this. Like, let's go. Like, let us know how we can support you. Mm. And like, that was felt immediately. You know what I mean? Like, that was just, it was, it was audacious. And like, but I felt like it was a normal thing to do because the people around me were like, yo, like, yeah, of course. Like, it's going to work out. Totally. One of the things I find interesting is that we all have, we all have very different careers which is interesting, uh, but I think we all we all have found our way to align ourselves with careers that um, that really light us up and and on a career path that is promising and lights us up, which is not an easy thing to do, especially within five years out of out of school. Like a lot of people are struggling with that throughout their entire life, and we were o- we were open to exploring it and taking the failures, quote unquote, in stride and taking chances with it. But I'm just sitting here thinking about it. It's like. You you knew music was something you were passionate about and yeah. you had this dream of getting in the music industry. It was like a very clear, I want to be in music somehow, some way. And so that was very, that was very clear to you. And so you're in the music industry. You had that clarity. Now you're in that music industry. Chad, like what's interesting for you is you always wanted to be in sports. And you wanted to be in the sports industry. You wanted to be a sports agent, maybe, and you had an internship at a sports agency, and you thought that, you know, this was the path for me. And until you didn't, it didn't pan out there for you. So you took a beat and said, maybe startups. And you kind of found yourself in the startup lane where you were able to cultivate this, this teamwork, the things that you loved about sports and be a leader in the way that you're doing now in the startup companies that you're involved with and in the sales environment side of things as well that you're able to compete. So like you found your lane with that. And for Ryland, for you as well, like you made a big career shift when you were not happy at the desk, data crunching numbers, and within the within the company, you made a shift to be more client facing side and to share more of your skills. And on top of that, it's created a whole side hustle and created a side business to balance out the very you know logical, analytical, strategic mm. side of yourself with the creative, playful side of yourself. Yeah. So it's like interesting to just see that there's multiple ways to skin this cat. Like there's multiple ways to approach a career, and it's not like we all had this clarity of like, oh. I want to do this. I want to do this. And we moved out to LA and made that happen. Like we explored it and we took the things in stride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about, we like instinctively yeah. push each other, motivate yeah, each other. Yeah, we helped each other like, get there. If he's going to like pivot like that, I can pivot. If he's mm-hmm. going to pivot, I can pivot. You yeah. can pivot, right? It was like, we showed each other what was possible. Yeah, We showed each other that like we could do anything. Like that we are actually in control. And that was like day one. That was like, yo, like I'm in control of this shit. Like I make the choices here. Event plus response equals outcome. Adjust your sales to win. Adapt. Make a decision. Don't look back. Like these are things we preach to each other. We talked about like we support each other. So like we weren't scared to make moves, to adjust, to let go Mm -hmm. of old ideas, old thoughts or whatever that was like. We, we motivate each other based on like what we said to each other and how we support each other, but also through like our individual actions, like mm-hmm. all of your individual actions, even if you weren't specifically saying something to me, motivated me, yeah. like showed me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we all, you know, 
stayed late to work to talk to our to network to connect like if you saw somebody networking connecting yeah. you're like oh i better be doing the same thing right mm -hmm. like we always are pushing each other in all these different ways showing each other all of these different paths yeah. that were possible just based off our actions i think it i think something that we all took to heart is like the the controllable aspects of life yeah. having yeah. a good attitude treating yeah. the janitor the same way you're going to treat yeah. the ceo yeah. um showing up having the energy like being a likable person actively listening asking good questions mm -hmm. i think when you come into a work environment that's what separates you and yeah. the fact that each and every one of you were so good at that i didn't have an option to not bring that in so i was like you said i was in a very introverted job when i first came moved out to california and within a year and a half i was like i went to my boss and said hey i want to be on this team and i got denied for about six months but i, I kept on being persistent i was having those mm -hmm. those traits around the office hey i just got i just got de denied this transfer within the office and then six months later they're like we've had two or three people turn over and Ryland, we love the way you took that in stride. We, th we still think you'd be great on this team. And then they welcomed me with open arms and that team six months later. So I hit that adversity. Then I kept on pushing through, but mm. the way this, this loops back together is just, yeah, those, those controllable aspects. There's so much out of control in our life. What we can control is our attitude, our energy, the way we show up every day. And I think, I think that's really crucial for this group, but also listeners that's listening today. Right? Yeah, can I ask you a question What's about up? that? Because like, that is, I like almost forgot that you got denied that initial transfer mm. yeah. and you had to wait like six months until you re like got that offer again. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, I think that is such a prime example of like, you could have so easily after not getting, didn't getting denied that transfer been like, all right, fuck this company. Yeah. I'm out of here. Or I don't shutting or down shutting internally. down internally. Yeah. Right. But instead you're you kind of took whether you like said this to yourself or not, but like, okay, what's meant for me will be mine. What's not <laughs> will miss me. And like if it's not now, something better is supposed to come. Yeah. Or it's not that's only connect looking backwards. So I'm yeah. just curious, like, what was your mentality and during that part? Like, and how did you end up getting that promotion? Yeah. Like so I think it, it dates back even my adversity came a little bit earlier, just when I, I came back after that 2016 trip to, to Los Angeles, I came back to my parents and said, Hey, I'm moving to California. And they said, how? And I said, I don't know yet. So then I, I, my actions and what was going on in my life didn't fully align with my intent. So I went back to school and I went to career fair and I had like eight or nine job interviews, all in the Midwest, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, would make it to the final round. And then this was for a full-time job and I, I was dropped every single time. And then meanwhile, like jobs that you're well qualified for that, like there should be no issue with you yeah. getting these jobs. Yeah. Remember, it was just like it wasn't making sense. Even the backups were like, yeah. And I was like, I was really tripping up because I was I was always a motivated person. I wanted to have a job like August of my senior years just yeah. so I knew I was going to be doing. And then, you know, job after view after job interview, I, get, I was getting dropped. And then the energy aligned. The universe took care of me like dots aligned. I share this in a different podcast podcast episode. We'll, we'll link it because it's a story in itself. But um, I, I, I got the job, my dream job at this, at this company that I still work for today. Um, so that was like the first point of adversity. It's mm -hmm. like, just trust the process. Trust like the, process. the universe, yeah. they got yeah. the, someone, yeah. someone, there's a higher power working for you. So, you know, I just shared the story about how about a year and a half in, it wasn't working out within that current job. It was a little bit more introverted. I'm obviously an extrovert. I want to work with relationships and people be on more on the sales side. And 
it, it took about six months for that to fully go through just just the patience and the attitude but i think it's also the gratefulness of just being where i was because mm-hmm. some so i sometimes felt like i shouldn't be there mm-hmm. and then even like the promotion from associate to senior show, associate which happened about a year ago i thought i deserved it a year end. i thought a lot of things were moving in, in in for me in motion the feedback i was getting at work and it didn't come and so this was a third time's a charm where I'm like, I was really defeated at yeah. my current job. And I was like, why, why didn't I earn this? Like the feet, everything was there. And it turned out, it turned out three months later, someone quit. Shout out Max Gallagher, who's one of our good <laughs> Shout buddies. Shout out to Max Gallagher. And then sure enough, I was next in line three months. So it's like yeah, delayed yeah, gratification, yeah, delayed yeah, gratification yeah. for everything. It's um, just like, don't stop. Keep yeah, going. Stop. Yeah. It's like, you got to go through every emotion, <laughs> yeah. right? You're going to have to go through every emotion to get at what you're trying to get at. Right? Chad and I talk about this all the time too. And like, I can let you go about it, but it's like, yeah, as long as you actually don't stop, yeah. you're going, you're, go- to, you're going to find it. You're mm-hmm. going to make it. And it can take, it takes some people longer than, than not. But like, if they got there, it's because they didn't stop. Mm-hmm. You just never know mm-hmm. how close you really are. Like if you end up stopping and, and, and giving up, you know, like, you could have been a week away, a month away, a year yeah. away from whatever the place that you wanted to be. Like, but if you don't stop, you'll get there. Yeah. You right. know, and that's right. yeah. It's right. of course there's a lot to right. Uh, right. a lot that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but like, it's something to remember mm-hmm. always. 100%. Like when you're going through adversity, like yeah. like you did, like keep battling, yeah. like because mm-hmm. you're going. It, it's gonna happen. You have to believe that inevitable. inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. It's so inevitable. short term. It shouldn't be week to week, month to month. It should be like. Okay, what where do I want to be in twelve months? Right, yeah. five years. And when you have that attitude mm-hmm. and you're aligned day to day, like yeah. what lights you up? I think that matters yeah. a lot. <laughs> I think sure. that's hard for a lot of people in our generation. A lot of our friends as well. I've seen struggle with that. Is it's really easy to to give in, or it's really easy to be like, oh, this didn't go my way, or like I'm I'm I I deserve this, which is like around. I mean, I've seen time and time again with your with the deserve. with your work of like. You've not for one minute been expected or entitled in any way. And you've just been like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to keep grinding. Yeah. And that's always been inspiring to me as well. Yeah. yeah. The deserve thing is 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 crazy. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I deserve this. I deserve this promotion. I deserve mm-hmm. this raise. Right. And it's like there's no handout, handouts in yeah. this life. There's no handouts in this life. Like, if you want something, you have to take it. Like you have to take what is yours. And the the thing at the end of the day is like, and 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 the like just keep going, all steps mm. forward, just keep going. But like also life's a balance. Like you have to be able to let go too. Mm. Like bringing it back to the sports thing, like I could have kept going and been persistent on that. And then, but I made the decision like, okay, I'm going to let go of this right now because this feels good. This feels right. Mm. This is exciting me. And adjust myself to the wind. Adapt to the wind. Like, be able to make changes, to make decisions. Like, if like you like when you're flowing like that, like, if, if something is not flowing, it's like, all right, let's go. Th- let's pick up the rock and go that way, <laughs> right? Like, I'm still going to go forward. But it's like, it's like a lot of people ask me, like, I want to do this, but like, I don't like, I want to like, I'm, I'm a college major and I do finance and accounting, but I don't want to do that. It's like, that's okay. Right. Like you're, and you used to say this to me all the time because like I had the passion of sports. I was in the tech startup space crushing it. I had passion in entertainment and like motivating, inspiring and coaching. So there's like all these different verticals, right. That I was like, I'm like super passionate about. And I was like, which one do I do, Josh? Like, do I go and you're like, bro, 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 like you're 
what Chad Sonkin is going to get paid for, like what you're going to make your money on, like that doesn't yet exist. Like you're creating that. Mm. Like it's not going to be just a sports lane or a tech lane or a startup lane or a coaching lane. It's do, 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 like your mount getting up. Your mount is going to be all of these things. It's whatever you create. We were drawn on the whiteboard, right? Yeah, yeah. And like that shifted everything yeah. for me, right? More whiteboards. Yeah, more whiteboards. More whiteboards. Yeah. But it's like, don't be afraid to let go. A lot of times strength comes in letting you go. Like mm. adapt your sail to the wind. Take the feedback. If that's what you're noticing, don't force what isn't there. Like you can be, you can, but at the same time, if you are attacking that, like keep going. Adapt without, going. without losing enthusiasm. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that Winston yeah. Churchill quote. Yeah. So- I want to I want to shift gears and I want to chat about the Christmas card because this is I feel like this is a really pivotal point of all of our stories, Brian, particularly for you as well. <laughs> but let's 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 talk a little bit about this Christmas card. So, do we remember where the idea of the Christmas card came from? Is me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Because I don't. I don't. Do you remember? No. I feel like. I don't know. Like, I feel like we thought it would be like a funny way to just like say what up. Yeah, to say what's up to people. It was like our first year out of college. Like, I don't know, six months since we had seen some people. Like, everybody knew that, or everybody that went to school with us knew that four of us were living together. Like, I think we thought it would be like a really funny way to to check in with with people. And like, also, like, there was, you know, like we wanted to send it to to some girls that like we were. It's a facey move. It's a facey move. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, haven't talked to you for a few months. Like, but us Here's us looking good with white turtlenecks. <laughs> like, how are you? Yeah. Uh, so we we shot that Christmas card, and that was like the way it came was just like the first one was so organic. We ended up doing sending three, right? Throughout yeah, the, we did. Throughout, three, throughout, yeah. throughout a couple years, yeah. we uh, we lived together. We sent in three, and the first one was so fun how it like just kind of came about, and then it was even cooler what actually happened from that. So we like sent it out to a bunch of people. It's an epic card, which I'm sure is playing on the B-roll right now. It's an yeah. epic card. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Rylan, tell us about what that card meant for you and your process. Um, the short of it, I mean, I, I sent that card to Hallie U Vegas. And I, I'm sure you're listening now, Hallie, who's now my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> um, the pointy point spoiler of view there. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, but that's how that's how it changed my life. I mean, this is just a, you know, we were four guys on top of each other looking around the corner saying Christmas around the corner. Um, here's four dudes in, in <laughs> white turtlenecks just looking like fools. Uh, wrote, a, wrote a really sweet note on the back uh, to, to, to her and she she wrote back. And in, in that in that card that she wrote back was, um, hey, my birthday is coming up. I would love to come out and see the Cali boys in California or something like that. It's actually still on our refrigerator, the one that she wrote back today. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things, just one of those like pivotal moments changed the trajectory of my life because later we we reconnected. We didn't we weren't really close in, in college and you know, just the way the dots the dots aligned later on mm-hmm. when she actually came out to visit um, to move a friend out of Loyola Marymount. So what, what role did the Christmas card play in, in that relationship? Because it felt like you guys were kind of talking and then yeah. you sent the Christmas card and then she sent back, I want to come visit. And then like that escalated things. Yeah. Yeah, it escalated. It made it, it made it like, you know, Snapchat and text and can only go so far. But when when I was being so persistent and sent a Christmas card, she, um, that's when it, I guess, it gave me a differentiated factor with her in her head because she kept on being stone cold to me for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those things that, 
Christmas you know? card was a good yeah, move. Yeah, Christmas card was a good move. Good. Don't sleep Extra on effort, though. Like, for yeah. sure. We went up to her at uh, senior year yeah. in the wine bar. <laughs> Do you yeah, she, was, she, she didn't break like, a smile, man. Brian she didn't like, want to talk to me. Brian was down. like, yo, come over. I, got, let's, I want, let's go talk to this girl. Talk about being persistent. Brian's got the story. We walk over. You said something. I'm like, I don't think she's a team. bro. <laughs> and then she ended up moving out yeah. um eventually she ended up moving out after you guys were dating for a bit long distance yeah and that was fun when we uh we picked her up at the airport yeah um that was a squad so we were in the trunk of my car on the way to the airport R- writing the drawing sign, a sign drawing a saying sign. welcome home, welcome home. Yeah. well i think we were so inspired by the christmas card too that we ended up shooting a few shots after that <laughs> yeah, yeah, and missing a few shots and missing a few <laughs> Missing them all. <laughs> it didn't work, bro. You set the bar high, bro. Yeah, yeah. God damn. But uh, but then picking up Hal was was fun and welcoming her as part of the family. Having her energy around was really great. And you were the yeah. first one of any of us to get into a relationship and get into a serious relationship. Yeah. And I know we all we all took that as another big sign of maturity. And like it's kind of cool when, especially with all four of us, it was like one of us would do something to like raise the bar in some area of life, whatever it might be, health, career, fitness relationships and then we all kind of like followed suit with that but yeah. and then and then you moving in with her too was a, yeah. was was a big thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah navigating being the only guy um with a serious girlfriend who shout out to howie dropping three jobs in cleveland to move across country to to strengthen yeah. and further our relationship was a huge commitment and um you know when she moved she moved uh prior to covid this was the end of 20 2018 yeah um but yeah, just her being two blocks away and navigating like boys night on a Wednesday night versus mm-hmm. going over Hallie's and being there for her when she's trying to navigate what mm-hmm. it's like to start her own business in California. That mm-hmm. was that was difficult in itself, um, but it was fun. It was so much fun. And then I was faced with the decision when Josh said he was moving to California or back to back down to San Diego. And uh, I had the decision to make after Hallie had been there for less than a year, whether to move in with Hallie or uh, continue on living with the guys. And um, had a lot of co- serious conversations with my brother, uh, his fiance at the time, all you guys of like, what's what's best for me? Mm-hmm. And there was just, you know, navigating a bunch of ambiguity of not jumping into this relationship too soon, but also just like realizing the commitment that she made to me and the, mm-hmm. the commitment that I have to make to our relationship. Um, it was kind of like one of those things when you're in sixth grade, you're about to go to seventh grade to, to middle school, or when you're in eighth grade, you're about to go to, to freshman year in high school. It's the next level if you like, how hard is chemistry actually going to be? Am I going to be really challenged by this, this algebra class? Like what's I'm like, I'm, this scares me a little bit, like I, this unknown and mm-hmm. like how much I'm going to be pushed, but it's, it was all the fear, false, false it's images. False. Yeah. Was it false images appearing? False, real? false expectations. Yeah, expectations yeah. appearing real. I mean, like what I focused on is how, how similar Hallie and I are actually, mm-hmm. how similar we actually are and how much she pushes me and how much I push her. And that's, that's what mattered. Um, no matter what dis- disagreement we might have. And then every, every relationship has a disagreement or will have their challenges along the way. But what's something that I've shared with Danny recently is that you love the good, the bad, and ugly when yeah. you really fully commit to a relationship. Yeah. And that's something that your mom shared with me and yeah. I've, I've taken it a long way. And within a year and a half, I was 100% how is my partner? Yeah. She's my partner for yeah. life. And now, uh, you know, she's, I'm marrying her on October, what? Or uh, November 26, 2020, 2022, this yeah. year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I knew she was the one the second she sent uh, the Sugar and Falls popcorn shop popcorn from Cleveland. <laughs> I was like, bro, you better wipe that yeah. off. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no but like that's actually beautiful and like you you guys you two and your relationship have it's so such a joy seeing like how far you guys have come like yeah. just like i remember how like it was hallie took that jump she she just knew us like yeah. your best friends really and like to see your growth and her growth together 
But like in like Hallie, like has just her growth has been un freaking yeah. believable mm. too. But it's like it, it's so beautiful to see your guys' relationship just like literally from that bodega scene yeah. to like all the way to like you're gonna be walking down the aisle with her. It's just yeah. you really set the standard for like what a healthy, beautiful pushing like like you growing together relationship looks mm. like and you know i i'm i, I loved yeah. i love watching you guys yeah. i love watching you guys like it is a great yeah it's I'm, no no I'm it's great, a, it's yeah. definitely been a great thing to like learn from and to see and yeah. it's just going back to it's just putting in the effort like yeah. both you yeah. and her both you yeah. know like how has that impacted your relationship too because then you've gotten into a relationship you're the next one that mm -hmm. stumbled yourself yep. into yeah. a relationship yeah yeah absolutely She's a dog mom. and i think She's a dog mom, bro. and i think too like Rylan was somebody like getting to that point, getting ready to like move in. Um, you know, it, it can be like Rylan said, like it's just a it's a huge step. It's something you've never done before. And right. like as you grow in life, like there's not that many things that you get faced with that you haven't done yet. And and so when those things happen, like you're always gonna be a little bit uh, you know, like you can be, I guess I should say a little bit hesitant, mm -hmm. but like Rylan was somebody that I spoke to about it to just like pick his brain. Cause mm -hmm. like, I remember him going through it and, and, and feeling all the emotions and like mm -hmm. something that I always stuck to me was like, again, like I know I just said it like two minutes ago, but it was like putting in the effort and like being mm -hmm. like, look, like mm -hmm. it's not always going to be like, the greatest situation ever, but like I'm going to put in the effort to make it as great as it can be or as yeah. great as it should mm -hmm. be and like give it a chance, you know? And so that's been something I would say like I've definitely taken from as a, a student of your experience <laughs> yeah. um and i think it's just you know like as life continues to happen around like the four of us like we've known each other for i don't know like since freshman year of of college so that was years, coming up yeah coming up on 10 years coming up on nine years or so yeah yeah, yeah. and so like our lives and, and then really getting a chance to that what this is all about like really getting a chance to really know each other and be a part of each other's lives about five years now you know we are intertwined in a lot of ways and we're on the same paths but when one of us does experience something new it's like mm -hmm. it perks our other the rest of our mm -hmm. ears up and mm -hmm. it like gets us in tune and be like oh like okay mm. we always know that like one of us is is going to be the first to do something like yeah. it's just how it goes and when that happens like that person we're all natural leaders but that person's the leader of us yeah. and i think it's like we really pay attention when that yeah. when that happens yeah. and we really learn yeah. and it's like yeah. it gives us the it gives us the ability to really like be the best version of of that and like mm -hmm. how and, and talk to each other about mm -hmm. it and like I feel free to jump in here but like that's just kind of like something yeah. that I, I feel like i've picked up like as we go on our like current paths individually and there's a lot of overlap and whatnot but it's um it's just an ability to learn from one another mm -hmm. and like really mm -hmm. talk about everything that we're going mm -hmm. through you know mm -hmm. it's expanded it's like having four times the amount of growth yeah. because we can learn from each other's well, growth journeys and process right? so it's yeah. like it's not just i'm not learning from my own experiences i'm learning closely and intimately from three other people, yeah. Yeah. people's experiences. Yeah. So that helps exponentiate yeah. the growth process yep. in all different areas of life. Yep. So I, I, this is going to be fun. I just had this vision of us sitting down five years from now, reflecting on five years from this point, 10 years from <laughs> moving out here, which is going to be really a trip. So, How old are we going to be? 32? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, if yeah. my math is correct. 32, 33? Yeah. yeah, something like that. So that's going to be a trip to see. Uh, but what if we think about, and, and this is a question for all of us individually, 
what what advice would you give yourself five years ago when we're getting ready to make a big move? We're getting ready to graduate college and and shift into this next stage of, in, of our lives, really? Because I feel like we're all right now making other big next life, like things working kind of seasons and cycles like that. And I feel like we're all making big shifts and big life changes right now as well. But if we look back to five years ago, what did what advice would you give yourself? What would you tell your younger version of yourself? Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> that, that was the words coming out of my mouth. Those so were the good. words coming out of my mouth. That is fucking clean. That, that's good. That's good. The that's words good. coming out of my mouth, bro. Nah, uh, just kidding. Uh, and and Andy Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna. I can jump in yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Let's then, hear it. Let's but hear I was just gonna say. I mean, like, it's. I mean this, but and it's easy to say. But like, I, yeah. I wouldn't really change anything because I'm very happy with where I'm at, and it's supposed to happen. But like, I think just. Something that I would have reemphasized to make myself, I guess, not be as stressed as different life moments happen is just like life. It, I mean, it's precious and it can be really short. It can be really long, but like life is what you actually make it. And so like if you are in a positive mood about everything or at least try to be and you know that life happens for you always, like it's you start realizing like it's going to be okay like everything is going to be okay it can be hard at times but like you really stay in that mindset i would tell myself this and like when things get tough just be like yo i'm on the right path like always know that mm -hmm. and i feel like if you always know that good things the law of attraction like good things start coming to you and yeah. i would just remind myself that and like tell myself that as times get tough like count on others around you to hold you up and mm -hmm. believe in you and like they're going to do that and yeah, I mean, like, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't change a lot because yeah. it's hard because like I've really enjoyed yeah, yeah. the ups and the downs. Of course. I would just try and reemphasize some Love of the, the learnings that I've learned over the last five years that I didn't know back then. Beautiful. Love yeah. that. That is beautiful. Chad, Ryan, what do you think on that? I would say just focus on what feels good for me, like having a good meal with you guys, um, going on a long walk with Hallie, like getting to the ocean. Um, on a Saturday morning to, to feel the salt water, get a surf in, go into yoga. Like those things light me up. When I realize that I'm not doing those things in life, I'm not, I'm not coming to form the best that I can every single day. And people around me notice that too. Because mm -hmm. I'm not around you guys every day anymore. So like the mm -hmm. things that I can do to light me up, fill my cup up so I can fill up other people's cups and bring that energy is doing those things. And mm -hmm. one thing that I, I, I learned clear, I think Chad can resonate is like, Hey, if you're still live, if you're still squatting over like 135 pounds, stop that because we're probably all gonna have back pain at one wow, point. Man. And uh, <laughs> back pain sucks. Back that, pain that's sucks. been mm. a de debilitator for you. It's been a de debilitator for me. And like some of the hardest months that I had out in California was when I can't walk or I yep. couldn't move yep. because I was in yep. so much back yep. pain. So more yoga and like <laughs> yep. more high intensity more. interval training, probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. Chad, what you got on that, <laughs> dude? Yeah. Um, it's tough because like what you said, it's like, what would I give advice? What I give myself? What would I tell myself? And I, I like I wouldn't change a, a, a goddamn thing for sure. But I would tell myself like, let go. Mm. Like the strength comes in letting go. Like let go. Um, mm. I think like I think like I I had a lot. I had a lot to work on more than I ever thought. More than I ever realized. Like I've always like more than I ever realized when we first moved out here. And I think like I carried a lot of, 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 of things with me for, for years that like, I, I just couldn't seem to shake sometimes mm. like 
that would come in waves or spurts, but it was like just just letting go and 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 being able to like not forget the past by any means, never, but like just keep going forward, just like all steps forward, man. Mm-hmm. Just just keep going, um, and 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 let go, like mm-hmm. let go of whatever's is holding you back, whatever's blocking you, whatever's scaring you, whatever's making you feel like just just let go, um, and, and keep going forward. Is and yeah, I think I've haven't done that at this point but i wish i would have done it a little earlier yeah <laughs> to, pl- to plug one thing too that i realized i didn't say that hearing you guys talk is i actually would have told myself too to talk to more people about how i'm feeling mm-hmm. i feel like that's something i've really learned more recently than the last five years within the last year like whether it's a therapist or just a friend or your parents mm-hmm. or whoever it is but like really get some things off your chest yeah. if you're internally or like let somebody have the space to to help you get those off your chest because you yeah. can think that you're you're actually you know sharing things that that are affecting you but until you really really feel that feeling of being free and like mm-hmm. chad's saying let mm-hmm. go and and really talk mm-hmm. about how you're feeling like that was something that i realized i, I thought i had been doing but i wasn't um yeah. and if i yeah. would have started five years ago i think it would have really really helped helped mm. me get to where i am now maybe a bit quicker mm. i had just come at peace with myself a bit yeah. more Josh, let's turn to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally relate. I mean, I, I wouldn't change anything because those are our lessons that we yeah, learn, yeah. right? And that's, that's what we learn from. So I certainly wouldn't change anything. But the advice that I would give to myself or what I would remind myself is don't overestimate what you can do in a year. Hmm. Yeah. And because you're probably underestimating what you can do in five years. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like we mm-hmm. often we often overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in five. Yeah. And I think that sitting here five years later is it's it's insane yeah it's absolutely insane to see what can happen in five years um certainly 10 years but length that that mindset of lengthening the runway and we kind of talked on that as well but not being so short-sighted like you mentioned around not being so short-sighted of like thinking about this week or this month or, or you know how i'm feeling this current state but lengthen the runway a bit when you can give yourself a longer runway and you can start to look at things in a year two years and you start to play a longer game and you open up your horizons like things change so can change so rapidly when you do that like they change faster when you do that than they would if you're focused too short term so 100%. i would have just reminded myself like just to remind myself like hey you're right where you need to be. Take mm-hmm. it slow. Take it easy. Like keep going one foot in front of the next because that's really going to make a big yeah. impact. And, yeah. and and then the other thing I would remind myself is nothing is for naught. Like nothing is unrelated. It, even if you feel like you're having a, a, an experience of like, oh, this is not related to really what I want to do. I'm starting now to see since I've launched this new that. new company. That's, that's I'm starting that. now to it's see It's all how one thing. Right? Yeah. All of these different past experiences mm-hmm were essential to, yeah. to be where I'm at now cool. and will be essential for where I'm at. That's, like it all starts to like the dots really connect looking backwards. So I would remind myself like nothing is for not, for not. even if you're in a job that you freaking hate, mm-hmm. even if you're in a state that feels super low, or even if you feel like you're around people, you're connecting with people that aren't going to be relevant for where you want to do, like check yourself because there's a damn good chance that they are and you just don't see it yet. So I would remind myself nothing is for not yeah. and the things are going to lead to something. Me up. I'm yeah. <laughs> scene, scene, <laughs> drop mic. That 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 is it. What bro. resonates with you there? It's all it's all one thing, bro. It's all one thing. It's all one thing. All the reps count. Everything counts. It, you you literally hit the nail on the head. But that's like there couldn't be more truth to that. Even in the jobs you hate, even in the jobs you love, even in the decisions you make outside of work, even in the decisions you make inside work, it's all one thing. It all related. Every skill, every lesson, every success, every yeah. failure plays a part in now in today it's like you could not have said that more perfectly 
Um, and like I kind of needed to hear that to be honest. So I <laughs> yeah. just like I fuck with that really hard. That was dope. There's one thing, one thing I kind of skipped over, but like, don't be afraid to make those investments. I think whether it's buying that, there's a book that I think we've all read. It's the Defining Decades. I think everyone should read a book about their 20s because it's a really pivotal time mm -hmm. of their of their life and you're really setting up the trajectory. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Like make that $30 investment or make that investment in that gym membership. There's a gym membership that we all used to be a part of and like the sauna and the steam room. That brings me so much joy. I might yeah. pay a premium for it, but yeah. I don't overlook how much joy that brings me day to day. Um, the investment for the CFA or even the next mm -hmm. level camera that mm -hmm. I bought. Sure, it was uncomfortable to spend two to three thousand dollars on a camera, but that's brought me so much abundance and brought me more opportunity. So, like, whatever you think you're, it's going to bring you really uncomfortable. Make a monetary investment in yourself. It's all about making that investment in yourself, time and money in yourself. It's probably going to pay off. Trust, trust your intuition. Understanding mm -hmm. investments versus expenses. Yes, yeah. in exactly. that sense, because like you yeah. buying a camera, yeah, yeah that the actual like price that you put down is an expense, but it's an investment, yeah. and that's led to a lot of other things. Same thing with the gym membership. Yeah, you know? understanding those those costs that yeah. might be high, but they're actually an investment, yeah. and realizing what that can do for you. Really important. Good point. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all coming together when you guys are speaking, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's why these conversations yeah. are so valuable. Like, we do this for ourselves. And yeah, that's why yeah. it's always beautiful to tune in and drop in because we, we were able to reflect. It's all about that, like, that reflection muscle. There's two, there's two muscles that I think that we've all really built and we've worked and things have forced us to build and we've grown stronger with. And one is resilience. So I think one is leaning into that discomfort like chad i literally remember you telling me when you first were working at the startup company you were at your, your previous job and you and you would lean you would see how far you could lean into the <laughs> this uncomfort like you said you would literally grab your balls as you walked in to like knock on the ceo's door like physically just <laughs> yeah. like grab the balls you, and like right yeah. to just go lean into that edge but 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 <laughs> that some real imagery right it's some real imagery yeah 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 <laughs> yeah through the pocket there's course. a lot to grab <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you still have that idea of like, you know, sorry about that. That idea of like leaning into that discomfort and building that resilience of going into this this uncomfortable thing. That's one muscle. And I think the second muscle is the self-reflection. Yeah. Through journaling, like you mentioned, through these conversations of being able to reflect and be like connect the dots and be able to reflect and say, hey, where do I want to go moving forward from yeah. here? Yeah. What other muscles do you think that we have built or the mentality or I, things that have shaped our mentality to, to get where we're at here? Vulnerability is a huge thing vulnerability. for me, bro. I think vulnerability is everything because there are so many instances where you will feel vulnerable, um, whether it's like talking to a girl, whether it's like telling a story to your friend, whether it's like speaking. Like if you could lean into vulnerability, which is like also discomfort, but like leaning into that on vulnerability that is where the growth comes that is truly truly where the growth comes because on everything that you do that's vulnerable you're like you don't feel so vulnerable the next time you do it mm -hmm. you just don't and like that happens in so many different circumstances like like just in the um just like when i was at bird um i was in recruiting and i was going for a new job in sales and every single person in recruiting now knew i was leaving recruiting because I'm going through recruiting. And that felt mad vulnerable because they're like, why do you want to leave us? Why do you not like us? Then what if I don't get the job? I'm still going to be in recruiting. Now they think I want to leave. But then also the fact that like, they all know I'm going for these two other sales jobs. So if I don't get it, like I look like, how does that look? Right? Like, and this is a minor thing, but it's like leaning into that vulnerability and being like, okay, like this is like where the growth comes. Like mm -hmm. this is where like I'm taking really important reps. Like, and it's the same thing. Like I was just talking to someone who's like, 
going for a promotion, right? There's a team of three and there's one promotion. And these three people are all really, really, really good friends, but they're all going for the same mm. promotion. So what do you do? Do you feel bad that you're going to go take this job over somebody else that you're friends with? But like, you got to lean into that vulnerability and that discomfort and understand like, if it's mine, I'm going to take it. Like, mm. this is mine. And like, vulnerability is such, such a important big piece that like, that, that I think like, isn't talked about that much, but it's vulnerability in every aspect. There, there's strength and vulnerability. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, I'm like, I'm like, 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 that is the strength. Is mm -hmm. a vulnerability to mm -hmm. me in, in so many ways. Like, um, not being afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. So, God, I'm I'm getting pretty pumped up right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna go need to play some basketball. <laughs> So uh, this is uh, this has been an awesome conversation here, boys. Um, much more to come. I think that I'd love to wrap by everybody just sharing, like, what's what's one thing that you're stoked about for for the future as we look ahead? We've done a lot of great reflecting on on the past over here and reflecting on these past five years and some of these these tactical experiences and ideas that have gotten us to where we're at now what's what's next like what's next for danny hurley what's next for chad Songkin? what's next for ryan puzzatello i'll share what's next for me as well but what's like what's what's next what are you excited about looking forward i can start i mean i have i'm, I'm getting married in in november of this year so like i'm i'm stepping into a new chapter of my life and yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know I, I see the next promotion on the horizon in my day job I got people asking me when I'm going to quit my job, which I don't, I don't have plans to, but <laughs> people perceive my photography really taken off, which I think it is too. And Hallie yeah. and I talk all the time about creating a separate page called Riley Creative, taking Hallie and Riley, fusing it together um, and just taking that to the next level of our, our creative partnership there. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot that we've been mulling on and um, just building our family out and merging finances and merging our life together. I think there's so much to, to, to be excited about uh, a lot of unknown but we're just going to figure out along Love. the way and I'm, I'm excited to you know keep in close contact with you guys whether that's someday moving to san diego staying hey, in la you heard for another it here. 10 years you heard yeah. it here. <laughs> i don't know what you i don't know it here I don't, I don't know what it looks like but the the unknown is just is just so beautiful and um i'm mm. really i'm looking forward to taking flight beautiful oh yeah Love and that. we got your back that's yeah. right um I guess for me, what the what the future what what's next for me is like I guess I won't specifically say it just in case. But uh <laughs> you know, I'm I'm queuing up on another big, big, big jump for me. I feel like um and it sounds like you kinda in, in a similar way, but but um I think like last time I took a big, big jump, it was probably moving out here. Um and five years go by and I'm like I'm ready to take that big jump again uh in my career and personally um and kind of shoot for the fucking stars <laughs> but um i'm gearing up here to 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 to, to make some change to, to take a big jump and I, i'm excited for it i'm leaning into it um definitely nervous definitely a little scared but more than all of that like i'm excited i'm pumped up and i'm i'm, I'm ready to and mm. i'm ready so You've been there before, bro. Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. At the edge, looking yeah. over, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What does Max say? You got to jump before you can swim. Yeah, yeah. You got to jump, jump in the jump swim, in the baby. Shallow pier. Jump yeah. in the nest shallow pier. One of my favorite quotes mm. from all time. Shout out to uh, Gubin. Shout out to Gubin. Mm -hmm. We got to play basketball Gubin. with. Yeah. Shared that line with us. Yeah. <laughs> he left his marriage or something he, like that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. 
jump in the net shall appear, jump boys. In the net shall appear. Like, okay, oh, damn, that hit. Dubin. Dubin. Daniel? Yeah, I think mine's similar to Chad. Like, I won't get into too many specifics, but um, just a big jump professionally um, and personally, too, like coming up on the, you know, in the upcoming months. I, I think, like, you know, it's it's funny. We're at like a five point check, five point check mark of like, or five year checkpoint of uh, graduating college. And I think like the first five years have been really about like establishing like a good foundation, mm-hmm. like getting involved, whether it's professionally or personally, like figuring out what you, what I, I can only speak for myself, but like what I'm going to be doing in the near to long-term future. And I feel like I've figured that out in the last five years. It's taken some time. And now like the next step for me, what gets me really excited and what I'm ex- like really looking forward to is like, really uh taking that to the next level you know like getting ready to make some moves uh professionally like with you know with music and jumping jobs and and getting ready into like really grinding and and uh proving to myself what i'm capable of Mm -hmm. um and same thing personally you know it's like i've lived in la for the last five years and uh getting ready to you know make a next step of being here for the foreseeable future and like Really, I'm just really excited about uh, figuring out what I'm, who I am, mm-hmm. post college life, and like like who I am as an adult. Mm-hmm. And now, the next five to ten years is really about for me, like being the that best version of me, that best Danny Hurley that I am as an adult life, where mm-hmm. I get to make my choices of who I am and what I want to do, mm-hmm. and really just focusing on that and executing it and, and building a strong, continuing to build a strong community around mm-hmm. me of, of people mm-hmm. and uh obviously you know you guys and i would say like that's that's what i'm really excited about is like i feel like the foundation is there and, and we've given the foundation to each other of who we can be and, and now it's just like let's take that to the next level hell yeah yep oh, hell yeah. i love that yeah and for for me it's hell. I love the way you said that too. And it feels like these last five years have really been about the foundation. It's been like life 101, right? It's like the foundation level yeah. of of deciding and experimenting with who we want to become and trying that on, like experimenting yeah. with different careers yeah. and different different experiences to figure out like what feels good and what do we feel aligned, what lights us up and where are the paths opening up. And so it feels like for all of us, it's so cool because we're on the same page as like, even though we're not all living together anymore, we're still on the same page going through life together. And I think that we share that bond and we'll share that throughout mm-hmm. the rest of our life. But it feels like we're okay. We're graduating in yeah. another big way. It feels like this is graduation. Yeah. Yeah. This is spring graduation time. And for me personally, it feels that way as well as I'm gearing up to leave the the, the company that I've been at for the past five years as director of operations and and go full force into into my own thing with Edge Theory Labs and and really leaning in and, and taking a shot. Like now is my, like I'm, I've, I've got something that I'm excited about to really take a shot with. And so now it's like, all right, cool. Like it's time to, it's time to lean in and take a shot. And, um, and what's so beautiful is that it feels like it doesn't really feel like a jump for me because it feels like for the past five years, I've built a bridge yeah, yeah, yeah. to get to this point. Yeah. And so it feels like it's a very natural progression. And, and that's other advice I'd give myself and to other people is like build a bridge. Like, build yeah, a bridge, taking a big right. jump can be scary. So like build a bridge, identify mm-hmm. where you want to go and start taking moves to get there. And yeah. so I feel like I've built this bridge and now I'm I'm really excited for this next chapter to run with it and to like just play and to see what see what comes and to put in that to put in the work that I'm excited to put in and uh and see where it all lands. So hell yeah, bro. Yeah. 100%. Well, Use boys, code Chad ten for ten percent off your edge <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
uh, boys, this committed. is this has been a uh, an absolute pleasure. I love you, boys. Love you, um, man. Love you, boys. And uh, let's uh, let's do this again. Any any, this any again. last uh, any last wrapping let's uh, get wrapping this thoughts? Fucking married. Let's <laughs> get this guy married. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. Any uh, any last thoughts as we wrap up? I've seen I've ran into the Rufus default this old drummer twice in the past like twelve months. So I'm just gonna put it out there. I think one day I'm gonna be on tour with them taking photos, taking videos. I love it. Oh, yeah. I like yeah, let's do that. What else do you wanna put out there? What else do we wanna put out there? What, whoa, 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 what are we what's next? What's the next social contrast? What's the next social contract? What's the next audacious step? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll share mine as as we think about let's, it. Let's go. Share yeah, um, I I just like had this 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 image of of really creating a creating a movement, like building a movement. That's the next massive step is building a movement in a way that's gaining big traction. That's something in health and wellness. That's something to do mm -hmm. with edge edge tub and edge theory labs and, mm -hmm. and inspiring people to at a greater level and and creating. Um, having critical mass built with a movement that's like a community that's really changing the game so that's like that's my next indicated step it's going to be selling um it's going to be it's going to be selling 10 million dollars worth of tubs and services that go with tubs and and coaching and, and consulting along with that so that's going to be a big move and it's just really creating this movement to to spread to spread these messages through to the world I don't have much capacity, but you you have any internships open? <laughs> uh, I I definitely I want to be I'm gonna be I want to pack stadiums. I want to be on a stage, with, <laughs> and I want to be pumping people up, inspiring people, motivating people, and helping people, and and putting my own spin on it. And and I want I'll say it now. I'm gonna in like soon. I have a little house for my parents right down the street. Mm. I the keys for them. That would be... <laughs> love it. That's a lock. I love it. Oh, yeah. So Victory me, victory to me is when you get your mom's right, huh? Victory to me Nipsey is when you get your And when you get your mind right. That's right. Mama's song seems like a Cali girl. She doesn't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Danny? I just want to keep helping people win. Mm -hmm. I, I'd say, like, finding, like, my purpose is like finding people who have talent and have something to bring to the world and just like giving them the ability to do that right now it's in music but like what i'm really focused on is expanding like in the future is just expanding that upon really every avenue honestly like again music's right now whether it's athletes whether it's actors whether it's chefs like i just really like have this passion for finding talent people who have something to give to this world and being a part of them mm -hmm actually changing the world and i'm very very confident and determined to do that for the rest of my life and, and really like my goal with that is to change the world through giving the people the right spotlight to do that oh yeah bro boom let's go change the world. Yeah. let's go change the world boys <laughs> Cold <Love> time. <laughs> great stuff guys <laughs>